Praise the Lord. Amen. I want to welcome you right now to the International Deliverance Ministries radio broadcast. My name is Evangelist Sean Bonito. Praise God. So we give God the thanks, the praise, and the glory that he alone deserves. The Bible says, the grass withereth, and the flower thereof fadeth away, but the word of the Lord endureth forever. Praise God. God's word endures forever. Amen. This world is passing away and the lust thereof. But the Bible says, he that doeth the will of God abideth forever. Why? Because he's abiding by the word of God, which endureth forever. Praise the Lord. Amen. Hallelujah. We want, we want to go right now. Amen. Into our program. Amen. Into our topic of discussion. We want to look at right now the area of repentance. What is repentance? What does it mean to repent? What does the Bible mean when it says repent ye and believe the gospel? Amen. It says repent ye and believe the gospel in Mark's gospel chapter number one. Amen. It tells us specifically the Lord himself is speaking in this uh, particular chapter. Amen. Hallelujah. And we go down to verse number 15. The Bible says, and saying, the time is fulfilled and the kingdom of God is at hand. Repent ye and believe the gospel. Amen. What does it mean, repent? What is repentance? Amen. The word repentance, amen, is the Greek word metanoia. That word means to think differently. Amen. To have a different thinking concerning sin and to believe that what God says is 100% correct, that there is no error in the word of God whatsoever in any way, shape, or form. So it means to think differently. But some, many, matter of fact, have come to the erroneous conclusion, and I say erroneous because it's contrary to the clear teaching of Holy Scripture. It's actually demonic. They, they believe that you to repent means just to think differently. They believe that it doesn't mean to change your actions. This is this is heretical. This is false teaching. And it's damn multitudes to an eternity in hell believing that they can think that sin is wrong but still continue to commit sin. It's false. And the Bible explicitly tells us that true, genuine repentance is a turning away from sin, not just a change of thought. And if, and a matter of fact, if you actually really sincerely change your thoughts, your actions must change as well. Your actions will show the fruit of your repentance. Amen. So this is why the, the man of God, John the Baptist said in Matthew's gospel, chapter three, amen. He preached in verse seven, who hath warned you to flee from the wrath that is to come when he was talking to the Pharisees, amen, to the people as well. He said, who hath warned you to flee to flee from the wrath that is to come? What wrath? God's judgment against sin, God's wrath against iniquity, God's judgment against the abominations and impurity and perversions and filthiness of mankind that goes against his divine word. Amen. Which means he, his wrath is against fornication, against homosexuality, against adultery, against idol, uh, idol worship, against transgenderism, bisexuality, against bestiality, against lying, cursing, swearing, stealing, murdering. The list goes on and on and on and on. Gambling, 
whatever it may be, the perversion can continue, continue looking at pornography and every form of vice and lewdness and hellish ways that go contrary to the laws of God. His wrath is upon every form of ungodliness. How much unrighteousness? Well, Romans chapter 1 tells us that the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all unrighteousness of men. Now, people don't like to hear that today. They think, oh, it's judging. I didn't judge anybody. I didn't condemn anybody. The Bible condemns sin. The Bible judges sin. The Bible's against sin. I don't. I have no authority to judge anybody or anything. I've broken God's law just like everybody else. The Bible says, for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. But God's wrath is upon all unrighteousness of men, all ungodliness of men. And the false preacher would like to tell you that it's not so. They would like to focus their attention on the prosperity of man and how man can be prosperous through the gospel and how man can just continue on and, and just uh, go by faith and try to believe God for every kind of material wealth and gain you can attain on this world and they're not preaching the gospel to you they're, they're packing nothing but lies into your ears and the only one that's becoming prosperous is a preacher preaching a false prosperity gospel now hold on a second God is a God of mercy and grace and blessing he wants to bless amen those who walk up rightly but that's not the gospel amen that is not the message of the gospel and the message of the gospel is to repent and to believe jesus christ by faith for the remission of sins this is what the bible teaches teaches us to do this is what the savior said for us for every true preacher and child of god to preach amen is to preach repentance and the remission of sins which means the forgiveness of sins in his wonderful name. Now we find that, amen, that commissioned by the Lord in Luke's gospel, chapter number 24, amen. And the Bible says in verse 46 of Luke's gospel, chapter 24, and he said unto them, thus it is written, and thus it behooved Christ to suffer and to rise from the dead the third day. Listen to verse 47. And that repentance and remission of sins should be preached in his name among all nations, beginning at where? Jerusalem. So listen to what the Lord said. He says, oh, uh, he did, did he say, oh, you need to go ahead and preach prosperity, how much money you can gain, how much cars you can have, amen, and to all the world. No, not at all. He said, preach repentance and the remission of sins in his name. Why? Because, listen, what shall a profit a man if he gain the whole world and lose his own soul? You can attain all the money in the world. You can try to blab and grab and aim, name and claim every kind of uh, uh, material wealth this world can offer and die and go to hell. And what purpose will those things be to you when you lose your soul? Nothing. That's why it's about your eternal soul, my friend, to be saved by the grace of God, to know the Lord Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior to be born again by the Spirit of God you must be born again the Bible says unless a man is born again he cannot see the kingdom of God so we're dealing with repentance repentance is an essential part of the gospel you cannot separate repentance really in faith in regards to trusting Christ for your salvation when the Bible says believe on the Lord Jesus Christ it's referring to repentance and faith in him that's what the Bible teaches. That's why the Apostle Paul says in Acts chapter 20, amen, hallelujah, in verse 21, he says, preaching repentance toward God and faith toward our Lord Jesus Christ, because there is no salvation without repentance. People say, oh, you're adding a works gospel. They're lying to you. They're deceiving you with a false gospel. You, the Bible says, except the man, hallelujah, except ye repent, ye shall all likewise perish in Luke's gospel, chapter 13, verse 3. Now, we want to look at the, the, the area of how repentance, how a changing of, which of course refers to a changing of one's thoughts, amen, changing of your thoughts, 
amen, is directly connected to changing your actions. There is no repentance unless you change your action. For example, someone can say, yes, Lord, I repent of committing adultery against my wife. But in the next five minutes, he's going, uh, going out the door and sleeping with five women. That's not his wife. Did he repent? Absolutely not. I mean, but these, this is a teaching that many are, are gravitating to today. Amen. They're believing in this false gospel by which you don't have to turn away from sin, by which you can just have a change of mind, they believe. And that that if you uh, that if you're saved by uh, turning away from your sin, it's a work salvation. It's a lie. We are saved by the work of Christ alone on the cross. Amen. But for in order for us to receive that work, we have to show that we've turned away from sin and trusted him as our savior or we have not truly had genuine faith in Christ. This is why the Bible says faith without what works in the book of James is dead. It's it, there's no life. If something's dead, it has no life. Hallelujah. It can't it can't breathe. It, there is it's dead. There, there's nothing to it. It, it, it. it can't do anything. And therefore, if we have faith, so we have faith in Christ, yet we're still living like a dog, living in our sin, living in iniquity. We are not truly saved. We're not a child of God, but we are a child of hell. The Bible says tragically. But it says that because God loves you and desires for you and I and all of us to be saved. The Bible says he's not willing that any should perish, but all come to repentance. And this is why he says these things in the word of God. And so the Bible says in 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 9, that the unrighteous shall not inherit the kingdom of God. It means to say that those who are living in sin, listen now, will not Pass through the pearly gates where we'll end up in eternal damnation in hell. And that's what the scriptures teach. That's clearly what the Bible says. But we're living in a time of apostasy. Where a multitude of preachers now are turning away from the sound preaching of the word of God. And are now telling people that it's okay that, that you know, God understands. You can go ahead and, and watch a little bit of pornography. You can go ahead and be a fornicator. Go ahead and be a homosexual. Go ahead and, and commit adultery. Get divorced and get remarried, which the Bible clearly teaches is the sin of adultery. And go ahead and commit these things. And we will still pass unto you that that you will pass through the pearly gates and go to heaven to be with the lord jesus christ what blasphemy what lies and the preacher that preaches those lies my friend the bible says that all those who love and make a lie, maketh a lie will be in the lake of fire according to revelation chapter number 21 amen verse 8 so the bible makes it clear that those who preach these lies will not go to heaven they're damning souls to hell and it's tragic because it's happening more. It's increasing. It's increasing more and more. And the Bible prophesied this would happen. And Jude, amen, chapter 1, verse 4, tells us that, that these false teachers will turn the grace of God into lasciviousness. Now, the word lasciviousness means to turn God's grace into a license. Listen now, a license to sin. That's what it means. That the false teachers of our present time before the Lord's return are turning God's Wonderful, pure grace is amazing grace into a license to commit sin and to make people believe that they're still going to go to heaven, even though they're living like a dog. And when the Bible makes it clear that we will not go to heaven, we'll go to hell. Then it says, be not deceived. It's telling us, be not deceived. The unrighteous shall not inherit the kingdom of kingdom of God. My friend, don't be deceived. Don't believe a lie from the devil. Believing that you can still go ahead and lust after all kinds of women, even men lusting after other men woman lasting after after other women believing that you can be a, a christian homosexual without committing the act it's a lie no such thing 
as, as a Christian homosexual, anything, and, and no, no such thing as a, an adulterous homosexual or a murdering homosexual or a Satan worshiping, or rather, it's rather Christian. I meant to say Christian, not homosexual. Sorry. There's no such thing as a, as a murdering Christian or a, a, or a, a satanic Christian or a homosexual Christian. None of those things exist in the sight of God. It's a lie. And so the Bible makes it, makes it perfectly clear, amen, that these things are a deceiving lie from hell, that repentance is is something that must take place in the life of a true, genuine believer in the Lord Jesus Christ. If it does not, it just indicates that that person has not trusted Christ, that they are a worker, the Bible says, of iniquity, of iniquity. That basically means a worker of sin, a lawless, a worker of lawlessness. And so to repent means a change of mind that must, and I listen very clearly, very clearly, that must, that must, that must, has to have a direct change in one's action in righteousness and holiness. It has to. If it does not, it just proves that that person does not know the Lord. That's why the Bible says, amen, bring forth fruit, meat for repentance. The word meat means bring forth fruit that deserves repentance, amen, that deserves to show, to show that you have repented. So that's what it means, fruit. Now, if you look at a tree, amen, hallelujah, you look at a tree, and, for example, in Liberia and other West African countries and, and Caribbean countries and, and tropical countries, you find that there is, amen, uh, you know, there's mango trees and so forth. And on the mango tree, you find that, that praise God, it, it should produce mangoes. If it doesn't produce mangoes, then what's the purpose of it? It's of no use. And so that, that's, that, that's the whole purpose. It has to produce fruit. Amen. Praise God. And so there has to there has to be fruit that will be produced in one's life to show that they have repented, to show that they are serious about repentance, that, that they have performed it within their spirit and within their heart. That's why. Amen. The Bible says very clearly, they that are Christ have crucified the flesh with the affections and the lusts. That means if you are a child of God, you will crucify. You will crucify the flesh. You will crucify your sin. You will turn away from iniquity and abomination. So that's what it means by, you know, there's no such thing as a homosexual Christian or an adulterous Christian or a murdering Christian because there's no such thing. The Bible says when you are saved, you no longer walk in darkness, but you walk in light. Amen. The Bible makes it clear that if we walk in darkness and we say that we know him, the Lord Jesus Christ, and walk in darkness, we lie and do not the truth according to 1 John chapter 1, verse number 6. Amen. We do not know the truth. We do not know the true God. Why? Because God is light. And if we are in him, if we are in the light, then we have to walk in the light as he is in the light to have fellowship with him. Hallelujah. This is what the Bible clearly teaches. And so repentance is a change of mind that requires and that produces, listen now, a change in one's action. And not just the action, the physical action, but it's a change in the heart. Amen. The mind, amen, is connected to the heart and to the action. So in other words, if you have not changed your mind, you're still producing these things from your mind and your heart, the desires of the flesh. Amen. And therefore, it's going to manifest through the action. And that's why so many people who say a little sinner's prayer, amen, five minutes later, they go back to committing sin again because they've not truly repented. Those who truly repented, you see, hallelujah, the fruit meet for repentance in their life. I knew of, of a friend, amen, who got saved years ago. And when he got saved, praise God, he was a smoker. 
And he had these cigarettes, a package of cigarettes in his pocket. When he got saved, he threw them cigarettes out. Hallelujah. Amen. Stop the alcohol drink and praise God. Stop his perversion. Got right by God and it showed in his actions. Amen. And that's what happens to multitudes of multitude numbers of people who got saved. Praise God. Every true born-again Christian who gets saved, this is their testimony, that they turn away from sin. Amen. That they, that they no longer walk in iniquity. As the Bible says, let it not be named once among you as becometh saints. Now, the false apostate church world, amen, tries to say, oh, this preaching, oh, no, this is not how it works. That's because they don't believe the Bible. That's because they don't want to go by what the Holy Scriptures teach, amen. They want to produce a false gospel that damns the soul and convinces people that they're still going to go to heaven, but they're going to hell. Satan has effectively produced this false gospel, and I repeat, this false gospel that, that has damned so many precious souls to hell. Hear me out now. And where people think they can still live in sin when there's so many admonitions from the word of God, multitudes of them, warning us after warning, after warning, after warning, after warning. That's clear, a clear precept and instruction from the word of God telling, it, telling us to turn from sin. Yet we still hear over the pulpit that God understands, God understands, God understands when you're living in sin. Oh, he's so compassionate. God is so compassionate. But he's only compassionate for those who receive his compassion and his mercy. And that's, that's when they receive it at the cross, when they repent of their sin and accept them by faith. Because the Savior himself said, except ye repent, ye shall all likewise perish in hell. That's not God's plan. His plan is for people to be saved. Now listen to what the Bible says here. Amen. Hallelujah. Listen to what, listen to what the scripture says. Amen. Hallelujah. We're going to go right now into Matthew's gospel, chapter number 21. Here's what the Lord said. Amen. To give you a clearer understanding, another clear understanding of the issue of repentance. The Bible says, and they answered Jesus and said, we can, amen. First of all, let me just go back a few verses, amen, to, hallelujah, to the uh, context of this passage. That way we can understand, get a clear understanding of what the Lord is saying, amen, hallelujah. Because it's very serious, amen, when we realize uh, the serious nature of repentance and how one needs to repent of their sin in order, amen, to be saved because Time is running out. Time is running out. The Bible is in verse 28. Amen. We're going to go to verse 28, rather. Amen. It says, But what think ye? A certain man had two sons, and he came to the first and said, Son, go work today in my vineyard. Verse 29 says, And he answered and said, I will not. But afterward he repented and went. Listen, listen to verse 30. And he came to the second and said, Likewise. And he answered and said, I go, sir, and went not. Then the Lord says this, verse 31. Whither of them twain did the will of his father? They say to him, they say unto him, the first, Jesus saith unto them, Verily I say unto you, that the publicans and the harlots go into the kingdom of God before you. For John came unto you in the way of righteousness, and ye believed them not. But the publicans and the harlots believed him, and ye, when ye had seen it, repented not after that ye might believe. Amen. Here's what the Lord is saying. True repentance, amen, results in a change of action. How? Amen. The two sons, which of them truly repented? The Lord said, Amen. It, it, it was the one, hallelujah, who said, no, I won't go. But the Bible says he repented and went. Amen. That's the one. Hallelujah. Praise God. He came to the second and said, likewise. And he answered and said, I go, sir, and went not. Yeah. So it seemed that the first, the second one, amen, his mind was, was, was changed to, to do the will of his father. But did he do it? No. It was the one who said, I won't do it, but then went and showed by his actions that he repented of it and obeyed the word of his father. This is what repentance is about. Amen. As we just mentioned, 
It's, it's a turning away from sin, turning away from iniquity, turning away from unrighteousness. Amen. And so the Lord says, amen, in Matthew's gospel, chapter number seven, which is probably to many people, one of the most terrifying passages of all the Bible. For this reason, Jesus says this in verse 21, amen, of Matthew's gospel, chapter seven. He says, not everyone that saith to me, Lord, Lord, shall enter the kingdom of heaven, but he that doeth the will of my father, which is in heaven. He said, many will say to me in that day, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in thy name? And in thy name have cast out devils and in thy name done many wonderful works. And then will I profess unto them, I never knew you. Depart from me, ye that work iniquity. Listen, he said to them, he never knew them. He never knew them. These individuals were never saved. Amen. And why? Because they were workers of sin. They were workers of iniquity. They refused to repent. And, you know, the Bible says in Revelation, amen, Revelation chapter number nine, praise God, that the world, amen, will be in that same position in the last days during the tribulation period, that they'll be in a position that they refuse to repent. Revelation chapter number nine says in verse 21, neither repented they of their murders, nor of their sorceries, nor of their fornications, nor of their thefts. People are going to wax worse and worse. The Bible says they'll be deceiving and being deceived. Men's hearts will grow colder to the Lord. Amen. It will grow colder to the gospel. They don't want nothing to do with God. They want to continue to remain in their sin. That's the thing. They want to remain in their iniquity. And we have dozens of churches now preaching, amen, a prosperity gospel. Or if they're not preaching that, they're preaching a gospel, amen, whereby people can be uh, lulled to sleep, thinking that they will go to heaven because the preacher tells them that everything's fine, everything's okay. We have funerals of Aretha Franklin and funerals of Whitney Houston and others, amen, in, in North America here in the United States. And they, the, in, the, in their churches, they're saying, oh, this one went to heaven. You know, Aretha Franklin's gone to heaven. Whitney Houston's gone to heaven. Um, you know, uh, others who have no testimony has gone to heaven. Watch about John McCain. He's gone to heaven. Maybe, maybe they repented before they died, or maybe they are with the Lord. But the reality is if they lived the life that they live, amen, during most of their life, according to the Bible, they didn't trust Christ. They were living in sin. And the Bible says they were on the way to an eternity in hell. You can't love sin and you can't continue in sin and still be born again. The Bible says that the way to heaven is a straight gate. It is a narrow way that leadeth to life and few there be that find it because few want to repent. Few want to get right with God. Few want to truly surrender their lives to Jesus Christ. They want to continue to live a life of sin. But yet at the end of the life they want the preacher to get up over the pulpit and tell everybody that they're gone to heaven and everything's fine. And I can guarantee you one thing. That that person who died wish if they are in hell or even if they are in heaven, wish that people would not lie about them after the death. That's 100%. Because if they're truly saved, they want people to hear true gospel, so they don't want them to lie. And if they were not saved, they want people to repent so, they, so that they can be saved and not go to the place where they are in torment. And we know this fact by the teaching found in Luke's gospel, chapter number 20. So rather, Luke's gospel, chapter number 16. Amen. We know that clearly from Luke's gospel, chapter 16, where the rich man died and was in hell and wanted Lazarus to be raised from the dead to go and preach to his five brethren that they would repent and not come to the place of torment where the rich man was, which was hell. We understand that this is so serious. And this is one of the messages lacking in most of the churches today because we are in a state of apostasy. We want to entertain people. 
We want to be we want them to be entertained. Amen. To come to church to be entertained. It's become a Hollywood show, a Hollywood performance. Are you hearing what I'm preaching? It's not become a place where we hear the truth any longer. It's become a place where we can be entertained. And there's nothing wrong. I love hallelujah when people shout and praise God and dance and worship the Lord. Amen. Hallelujah. And get blessed by the power of the Holy Ghost and, and, and worship God. Amen. Where there's tongues, interpretation of tongues and prophesy. That's according to scripture. Praise the Lord for that. Amen. And we need it because the Bible says desire spiritual gifts. Amen, somebody. Hallelujah. And to cover to prophesy and forbid not to speak with tongues. But the scripture, amen, tells us that the preaching of the gospel must go forth with power. Amen. And the anointing of the Holy Ghost with sound doctrine. And that there needs to be repentance and, hallelujah, the preaching of the remission of sins through the Lord Jesus Christ. If this is not proclaimed, if this is not done, then we are not hearing the gospel message over our people. We're hearing a false message of deception and tragically we're hearing this mostly in the churches in north america it is coming to africa slowly one by one people are being deluded by this false gospel that's why we need to hear it now so the churches in africa can realize not just africa but around the world where where it's not been a man where it, it has not come in like a flood as of yet but but we can be aware of it and Stand against it in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ and preach true repentance to lost and dying souls that need to be saved. Because one of these days, people are going to wake up believing that they're Christians and lift up their eyes just like the rich man in hell, in torment. When everybody else, when everybody else on earth heard their funeral and heard of them going to heaven and then realize one day that when they die, because they believe the false gospel and they didn't repent, they will also be in the same hell as everybody else believing in a false gospel. That doesn't have to be that way, my friend. Praise God. You can be saved by the grace of God. You can be born again by his spirit. You can truly repent of your sin. You can repent of your witchcraft. You can repent of, repent of your idol worship. If you're, amen, if you're a Muslim, amen, we love you. But you're not worshiping the God of the Bible. You are not worshiping, you need to worship the God of the Bible, the Holy Scriptures, amen, that Jesus Christ died on the cross for your sins, shed his blood, rose again from the dead. Allah is not the God of Scripture. The Bible teaches he's a false idol. You need to accept Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior, amen, to be saved from an eternity in hell as the Son of God, as the one who died on the cross for your sin, rose again from the dead, has gone to heaven, is coming back again. You need to repent if you're a Hindu of worshiping Shiva and worshiping Ganesh and worshiping all these false idols in Hindu or whatever false religion there is that does that mean that we hate people from other religions absolutely not we love you that's why we're preaching the truth to everyone that people and souls can be saved through the lord jesus christ the bible says neither is the salvation in any other for there's none other name under heaven given among men whereby we must amen we must be saved you can be saved you can be delivered you can be set free i don't care what sin it is if it's homosexuality god can deliver you from not just the action but the thoughts the desires of homosexuality 100 the bible says if the son therefore shall make you free ye shall be free indeed hallelujah bisexuality transgenderism of adultery of fornication of drinking smoking lying whatever perversion there is i don't care 
where you put the name on that sin, the Lord Jesus Christ will forgive you, but you must repent. You must change your mind that results in a change of action. Hallelujah. Where by God will grant you repentance. God will grant you forgiveness as a result of true repentance of your sin. He will forgive you of all your iniquity. Amen. He will wipe away the transgressions that he that that were against you as a result of all the sins that you did because of the fact that you've Come to the Lord Jesus Christ and repent of your sin and trust in him by faith to be your personal Lord and Savior. You can be saved right now, my friend. Just repent of your sin. Don't, I don't care what your preacher says. I don't care what your denomination says. I don't care what your religion says. If you do not repent according to what the Lord Jesus Christ says, according to the Bible, you'll be in hell. But you don't have to. Amen. You can be in heaven if you repent and trust him by faith faith. Praise God. Amen. If you want to know the Lord Jesus Christ right now, you can. Just simply pray this prayer with me. Amen. I mean it from your heart and repent of your sin. Lord Jesus, I am a sinner. I believe that you died on the cross for my sin. I believe you shed your blood on the cross of Calvary that I can be saved from an eternity in hell. Lord Jesus, come into my heart and be my Lord and my Savior. I surrender my life to you. I repent of my sin, and I receive you as my Lord and my Savior. And I believe that you rose again from the dead, according to the Holy Scriptures. And I surrender my life to you by faith. In Jesus' name, amen. Praise God. If you prayed that prayer, amen. Hallelujah. And sincerely mean that meant what you prayed and repented of your sin, you become a newborn again child of God, according to the Holy Word of God, the Bible. Amen. We want to send you our free book of what it means to be born again. Absolutely free. Just, just simply go on our website, International Deliverance Ministries. Amen. And just tell us that you've gotten saved, that you give your life to the Lord. We'll send you that booklet free at no cost. And we're going to also put on an online version of that. Amen. What it means to be born again. Absolutely free on the website. If you want to support this ministry, please do. We appreciate all that you can do for us. Amen. Just go on our website and donate to us today. We love you. God bless. Jesus.